long time ago, I heard a story about a guy named George Mueller, and it really stuck with me. George Mueller lived in England back in the 19th century, worked in orphanages, did some amazing stuff. But this one story really stuck out where he gathered the kids in the orphanage as they did every morning, and they sat around the breakfast table and they prayed and they thanked God for his provision and they thanked God for the daily bread. But what the kids did not know and what George did know is that there was no food in the house. But George led them in that prayer trusting in God to provide. And as soon as the prayer is over, knock on the door is heard, they open the door and it's the baker who happens to be coming by bringing some fresh bread. And right after the baker, the milkman comes and says, hey, my wagon just broke down outside. I I can't take this milk anywhere else, it's gonna spoil. So could you guys use the milk? This miraculous provision was actually a nearly daily part of George Mueller's life. This deep trust in God's provision was a key part in his work throughout his life. His orphanages cared for about 10,000 kids during his life. The 100-plus schools that he started served over 100,000 kids. And he did that largely through relying on daily bread and just-in-time provision. My name is Stephen. My name is Ernie, and this is Devout, an invitation to pause and set our minds on things above. The last few episodes, we've been looking at the Lord's Prayer. And what we find about the Lord's Prayer, it's probably the single most set of words spoken more than any other in the history of the world. And yet, such an untapped resource, so familiar. And yet, the opportunity that Jesus invites us into is rarely taken advantage of. And so we've looked at the words, Our Father. We've looked at the words, Your will be done. And today, we want to consider daily bread. You know, I had the privilege, my mom was a flight attendant for 36 years with Delta. And I had the privilege of going to see some friends who lived in Paris when I was in middle school and high school. And so I'd fly over there and, man, I got to have some of the best baguettes you would ever taste. Some baguettes, some whatever kind of cheese they use with some ham. And it was just so legit. And it was so legit because the bread was so fresh. It didn't have the preservatives that some of our bread have. I'm not trying to be on a gluten-free bandwagon. I I enjoy gluten. But the point is that there was something unique about the bread that I ate over there. What I find in this text is, is the invitations for daily bread. You know, food matters to us and it's essential for our existence. And what Jesus is saying to us is, I want you to rely on me every day with daily bread. Don't look ahead or don't try to store up so you can use all this bread for the next week. I want you to rely on me today for daily bread, trusting that I can give you what nothing else can give you. Ask me for daily bread. When I'm honest, I have to admit that this whole theme is a real struggle. You know, we live in such a land of abundance. It's just really hard to stay grounded. The concept of daily bread is truly a foreign concept for me, for my family, for most of us in America. You know, to be candid, we recite this prayer over dinner, sometimes mindlessly, thanking God for our daily bread, when in reality we have food for dozens of people in the kitchen, 10 feet away from the table. You know, you think about the Israelites and what a foreign concept it feels to me and probably to so many Americans to have that daily bread literally falling from the sky with manna from heaven. I can't imagine what that was like, how miraculous that must have felt. And you would think that surely that would have solidified not only their faith, but their trust and just reliance in God's provision. So it's hard for me to relate to them on that front because I've never had that. 
But where I can relate to the Israelites is how quick they are to forget because as we know from the Old Testament, they quickly became self-reliant. They quickly forgot about God's provision for daily bread and they decided to take it into their own hands. There's a prominent bank or investment firm here that their slogan is, own your tomorrow. And that seems to really fit well with this American mindset that you are in control and if you save enough and invest enough, you can own your tomorrow. But of course, that works directly against this notion of daily bread. In Psalms, there's a verse where God says, all the cattle on a thousand hills are mine. So he's reminding us, hey, I own it all. And throughout the scriptures, he shows us he wants to provide for us. So we have to remember that we're missing out on this adventure of faith when we try to provide not only for today, but for our tomorrow and for 30 years down the road. God wants to provide for us, and he wants to take us on that ride of faith. Show us how much he loves us. Show us how he can and will provide for us. But man, it's such a struggle for us not to strive to own our tomorrow. I feel like the summary of what we're hearing in these two words, daily bread, is, is Jesus' invitation to trust him with our life today, not next year, not in 10 years, but today, to choose gratitude and to trust him. You know, up to this point, as we look throughout the Lord's Prayer, we aren't the focus. It's our Father, his kingdom, his will be done. And it's clear that Jesus is teaching us how to pray and focusing us in our hearts, not on ourselves and on our needs, but on God and his kingdom. I think it's a beautiful reminder to us that when we focus on ourselves and our prayer life, it will become life-sucking. There comes a point in this Lord's Prayer where he does invite us to humbly ask God for something as common as daily bread. He invites us to slow down and remember that he is the source and the provider of your job, of your family, of your life. And the invitation is to ask God for what you need while trusting in his will and remembering that he is our Father. I love the way that Jesus lays out this new framework in light of who God is, in light of our focus of God and his kingdom and his will. And pray your prayer list. Bring your concerns. Cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. And so as we land this plan, there's many different directions we could go with this. I would encourage you to press in and ask Jesus for the regular things in your life that you feel like he's inviting you to pray about. But I would also want to go a step further. Maybe there's an opportunity for you to step out and trust him and to take a risk. Maybe he's inviting you to do something abnormal that would maybe seem radical or just unique in your normal habits. I would encourage you to ask him about that. And as the Spirit leads, to press in and ask him for daily bread along those lines. And I believe that he'll respond to you. Jesus' invitation is to remember that we have a Father in heaven that his will is ultimately what's going to bring us peace and that we are invited to trust him with the little concerns of our life because he cares for us. Hey guys, thanks a lot for listening. We really appreciate it and would love to hear from you. We'd love to get some feedback and just to understand what you're liking and what's working for you and to go out on iTunes and leave a review for us. If Devout is, is helpful for you and if Devout is helping you grow closer to Jesus and learn more, We'd love to hear that. And if there's other ways or ideas you have to help us make it stronger, we'd love to hear that too. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the reviews. See you next time.